Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Great. I welcome everybody back to the anonymous podcast guiding principles study. Um, tonight we are on tradition nine. We'll be on page 161, starting with the spiritual principles. Uh, before we get started tonight, we're going to do some introductions. Would you introduce yourself, Des? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm my addict name, Des. Um, my clean date is July 24th of 1995. Um, I attend meetings virtually and in the Wisconsin region. And um, my home group is the We Choose to Live group on Wednesdays at noon uh, Central Time. We are a fully virtual group. Thanks. Thanks, Des. Hey, Duran. Hey, family. My name is Duran, and I'm an addict. My clean date is uh, March 13, 2020. Uh, my home group is the Clean and Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. in Ashtabula, Ohio. I also attend meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. Awesome. Thanks, Duran. Hey, Ms. Donna. Hey everyone, this is Donna P out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is celebrated on Thanksgiving every year. The first one was 1985. My home group is Solutions for Living on Sunday night at 6 p.m. Here in Eugene, come see me. Thanks, Donna. How you doing, Phil? My name is Phil M. My clean date is 4 um, my home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Good to see you, Phil. Hey, Miss Diane. Hey, Will. My name is Diane, and I'm an addict. My clean date is April the 2nd of 1993. Uh, my home group is the New Start Group in Dardanelle, Arkansas, which is part of the Arkansas River Valley area which is also part of the Arkansas region. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Will, I'm an addict. Um, my clean date is February 27th of 2013. My home group is now Sunday Serenity in Ashtabula, Ohio. We meet at 7 p.m. Um, come stop by and see me sometime, or us. Anyway, tonight we are getting started uh, at the top of page 161 if you have your text with you. At the spiritual principles portion, I drew the first straw. Um, so first we're going to read tradition nine is NAS such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Um, and the first spiritual principle we're going to talk about tonight is humility. The definition of that being a modest or low view of one's own importance and humbleness. Um, and it's a uh, yeah, especially in being involved with service committees and boards and things we create to serve us, uh, coming in like it was a real backwards kind of view for me. Um, area was like this mysterious place where like if they found out you were doing different things, they might come talk to you or or there was like a, 
you know, the, the upper echelon, if you will, um, was the viewpoint I had coming in. Um, no one treated it that way. And it was, it was not something that was told to me. It's just, I walked in the room and there was the people at the front and then they talked about this other area level service. So my brain naturally goes to, okay, these are the higher ups. Um, and so to get, start to get involved with that kind of stuff, uh, to, to realize that, no, we're just here to do what the groups tell us to do. Um, and we're here to, to serve the fellowship and, um, a few knots on my forehead, learning that the hard way, you know, like I was excited to be in charge for a minute to find out I wasn't in charge. Um, but a real, uh, a humbling experience as it talked about in there and the, the definition of humility is, is realizing like, I'm just here to serve something that saved my life. Um, and no matter how involved I get, like right now, I, uh, we were talking right before the meeting, like I'm really interested in how it all works. So I, I keep going on and on, however you want to call it, up, sideways, down, left, right, whatever you want to call it, like, as far as serving the fellowship goes, like, I just kind of keep moving on to the next step. Um, you know, I do my service position, and I usually look at one in front of it, and then I go on to another one. Um, and to realize that at no point is it ever going to make me any better than um, or anything like that, and it's just, uh, I wish I could say, like, it's, it's all zen up there, like, we but I, <laughs> I feel like some people can maybe use a reminding that we are here serving the, the, the home groups at times. But uh, you know what? I was that person once too, and I probably will be again. Um, so, you know, just bringing humility with me and remembering why I am somewhere helps me a lot, uh, especially when I get far away from home with a smaller group of people that are representing areas as well. Um, you know, it, it, it can get real stressful at times. It can get a lot. Am I making decisions on behalf of, and I remember like all I'm doing is bringing back information for the most part in the, in where I've served. Like it's my job to go somewhere, get information, bring it back to where I came from. And then we're, that body and we're going to discuss it. And then they're going to tell me how to go back and handle it. Like it's nothing I really have to um, very often have to shoulder a load myself. Um, but I, I will trick myself into believing that's happening and get real stressed out over something that um, I like to say, I'm just a mailman, right? I just, carry a report from one place to another and bring a report back. Um, but uh, I think that's all I have on humility. I don't see any hands up. Do we, anybody else have anything on humility? If not, we will have, oh, hey, Phil. I'll be real quick. That, that was um, very well said. And I, I like how you tied that to that. Uh, tradition with the um, service boards and uh, committees and uh, uh, that spiritual principle of humility it's it, it is so important especially working with uh, a bunch of people and uh, just just this the meaning of, of being human this and, and and no better than and the uh, meekness and, and things uh, it's just so central to the addict's life but working with a, a bunch of people um, uh, that is so central that the egos and things uh, aren't aren't in there, and the humility is is practiced working with people. That's all I have. Awesome, thank you, Bill. I see Donna's got her hand up. I do. I was thinking about humility, and in the seventh step, and it works how and why. One of my favorite things it says is about humility. Let me find it. Let me find it. 
is that attitude of humility means that we have a realistic view of our, ourselves and our place in the world. It means understanding our role in our own recovery, appreciating our strengths and limitations, and having faith in a power greater than ourselves. And so when I think of humility in terms of um, service boards or committees, I think we've talked about it a little bit about knowing what your strengths are, right? Knowing what you're good at. Some people are great at public speaking. Some people are great at organizing. Other people are just fantastic at reaching across the table at that newcomer who's coming and shaking, you know? You know, uh, some people are great going into institutions. Some people are great with the literature. Like you find, I didn't think there was anything I was good at when I got clean. I had some things I pretended that I was good at. And, you know, I could make a list of uh, um, things that maybe weren't so uh, um, that I would be happy to list today that I was good at. <laughs> but but uh, um, but I didn't know that I truly had strengths, and I and that I and that um, and that I have weaknesses. Right? There are some things that I probably am not particularly good at. I'm not particularly interested in them. I probably shouldn't be doing them. Right. And then the other piece is about um, talking about ought never be organized. We talked a lot last week about ought never be organized means we don't we don't have a, a list of assignments. We don't have a hierarchy. We don't have a, a we don't have a, a, a absolute rules about the way this should be done. We only have one rule about membership. Right. You are a member when you say you are. Right. And so. Um, uh, that's the other piece about uh, humility is like keeps us, keeps me right-sized, you know, and, uh, and helps me remember that um, uh, I, I think I do a really good job staying clean. I think I do a really good job as a sponsor, but this is not the only way to do it. My way is not the only way to do it. There's lots and lots of different ways to do this. So thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, Des. Yeah, I just wanted to um, jump in and, and great stuff what everybody's sharing. I, I love it. I, I just love this group so much. But um, I think about humility and I think about this tradition and um, the the word that makes me feel that humility is the word may, but we may create service boards or committees. Because I think, I think it, for me, it's always meant that we do what we see, what we see is necessary but it's not required. Cause I, I think a lot of times when I've dealt with people who are boastful or people who have all the answers, they're like, this is how we've always done it. We're not gonna change, we're rigid, blah, 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 blah. And in NA, I think we offer that flexibility and it's really cool. Just like one addict helping another, it could be any addict. Any addict can help another addict. I don't have to be a member of the board. I don't have to be elected. I don't have to do anything. I just walk in the door and I become a trusted servant just by walking in the door. And I think that's really cool. And, and that's, that's what I hear when I think about humility also. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Des. If nobody else has anything, we actually have Des up next with Prudence. Yeah, so, so Prudence um, is, is like a, I don't know. It's like a weird word for me, right? Because it's, I hear it and I think of somebody who's like boring or careful or doesn't do anything proper. But it, it really, as far as with this tradition, it means a lot more. It, you know, the, 
the definition out of the dictionary or whatever says the ability to govern and discipline oneself by use of reason and um, skill and good judgment in the use of resources and um, and then caution or circumspection as to regard a risk or as to danger or risk. So I think about prudence and I think, um, you know, when I, when I got clean, I, I wasn't very careful at all. I wasn't cautious about crap. I just did whatever I wanted all the time and um, like a force to be reckoned with. And today I, um, when I think about this tradition and how much I learned about being prudent, being careful, you know, the first time I was given money in Narcotics Anonymous, I wasn't just given the money. Somebody gave me the money. We had a blank sheet of paper. I counted it, put down my amount, my initials. They counted it, put down their amount, their initials. And that's called being careful and cautious. They weren't just like, hey, man, you've been clean for, I don't know how long I was clean, a year. You could be trusted. Here's $100, put it in the bank. They were like, here's, I don't remember the amount of money, but here's the money. We're going to count it together and have this piece of paper to hold you accountable. And I try really hard to um, use that transparency in my life. And I think that taught me about being prudent, being careful, being cautious, being mindful of, you know, what we're doing with our, with our um, group. So that's all I wanted to share on that. And I see Phil has his hand up. Go ahead, my friend. Wow, uh, uh, good stuff. I, I could really, truly dig uh, uh, everything that uh, you just said. But uh, um, as far as that tradition goes and that spiritual principle of, of prudence, uh, I, can't, I can't help not to look at the responsibility to those that they serve with that spiritual principle of, of prudence and being careful, you know, um, uh, the, being careful was taught to me by the, the home group, you know, and, uh, but, and to those they serve, it's being careful in the home group. And there's just so many other things that comes out of, of being careful and watchful and mindful of, of what we're, what we're, we're, we're doing. And um, um, to those they serve, uh, especially you know, money isn't everything, but especially handling uh, uh, money. Uh, we need to be uh, responsible and even prudent with that. Uh, do we got some money piled up in just in case something happens? Are we careful, you know, that, you know, we don't uh, um, uh, have something to fall back on. We don't, don't spend it all. And uh, um, it's just a good uh, spiritual principle. And that's all I got. Thank you so much, Phil. And Diane, I see your hand up. Come on in. Hey, everybody. I'm Diane, and I'm an addict. And uh, the paragraph out of It Works How and Why that um, runs along the line with this, this spiritual principle, it says, prudence is one of the guiding principles behind the ninth tradition. Uh, relationship between the groups and the boards or committees they serve. Groups are responsible to consider their needs carefully, planning prudently before they create boards and committees. There is nothing that will complicate the simplicity of NA as such more than a needlessly elaborate array of committees, boards, and subcommittees. Uh, and, you know, when I hear the word prudent, I always just think of money. Um, but I forget that it's 
more about being cautious with NA's time and, um, you know, creating all these service boards and committees for this, that, and the other. And next thing you know, you don't have, we don't have enough manpower. Like uh, the area I am in, uh, for some years, nobody wanted to do PR uh, and everybody wanted to do H&I. You know, and I've always said ER, PR is a, a thankless job a lot of times. But um, I just really never thought about prudence as far as our resources, you know, our members and um, creating uh, positions that really aren't needed. Um, there was, a, I went to a service meeting one time and there was, uh, we had a vacant position for three years. And I kept making a motion to do away with the position. And everybody was like, well, maybe somebody will come along. And I said, they ain't come along in three years. Like, why do we keep that position? Why don't we just do it task-based? Um, so if something comes up in that realm, we can just assign somebody. Like, that was not prudent to keep a vacant position open for three years because then it just looks like we have a vacant position all the time. Um, and it just says vacant in all our minutes, vacant, vacant, vacant for three years, it says vacant. And I just didn't think that was very prudent now that I know what the word is and what it means. Um, it just wasn't very prudent to just keep an open position instead of doing away with it and using those, whatever resources we might be wasting on a vacant position and putting that energy somewhere else. Because every month we would say, anybody got willingness? No, three years we did that it was just a not a prudent way to deal with our time so i i when des was talking that's what i thought about was oh it's it really involves more than just money it involves our resources our time our energy our efforts uh, we need to be prudent with those as well and not just create a lot of committees so that was all i had thanks thanks so much diane that was awesome um I'm going to add one more thing that I thought of while you were talking about prudence and or, or prudent and uh, in my region, and I think my area, we have this bylaw that says if a position isn't full, isn't filled, certain people who are elected cover that position. And it's just exhausting. I've been those certain people that are elected that have to cover that position. And when the position isn't filled and then every, everybody looks to you to do that work, it's tough, right? And um, I think I think reading this, I'm now gonna maybe bring this up on our discussion boards to talk about why are we doing that? Why are we putting extra work on somebody? You know, it, it's exhausting and I've been in that position. So thanks for bringing that up. I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that, that helps me out a lot. Um, anybody else wanna talk about prudence or else we're gonna hand it over to Phil for some fidelity. Oh, everybody, that was good. Uh... Uh, fidelity, as far as the um, tradition goes, uh, and uh, fidelity is the quality or state of being faithful, accuracy in sound reproduction, okay, allegiance, loyalty, devotion, reality. Wow. Um, I'm um, one of those uh, members, and just only how I've been been sponsored, 
in the in in the fellowship, and uh, and 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 with the traditions too that 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 uh, fidelity is is one of the spiritual principles uh, I will use because I not only because I know it's always there, and um, uh, what I love about it is it is accuracy, you know. Uh, uh, um, and, and it makes everybody responsible too. Okay, you're talking about this, you're talking about that. Uh, it's affecting um, us, uh, members and things. Uh, just show me where it's at in the literature. And then in the literature, exactly what does it say? Saying accuracy. Uh, don't put your spin and twist on it and make things up. Point it out so we can all look at it and see exactly what it's saying. Um, it keeps um, it keeps me accountable. It it keeps us accountable. Uh, it's just a, a tool that I use, and not only not only in um, the home group, I I I, I can use that uh, in life too, and it, and it just goes so well uh, with responsibilities to those they serve. And that's all I have. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. Oh, and Will has his hand up. Go ahead, Will. Thank you, Phil. I do, actually. Uh, just want to jump in real quick. So one, we were reading that definition, and it's, it said, like, uh, loyalty and support. Um, and one of the things I remind myself a lot, when, especially when things get heated in discussions and committees and things like that, is I'm not going anywhere. Like, we, we have to kind of figure this out. We have to get this because I'm not leaving. And even if you're on my nerves at the time, I don't want you to leave. Like I want us all to be here. Um, so, so that loyalty and support piece um, is something that the, that's got me through a few rough moments where I like, well, you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> so you might as well stick around and figure this out. You know, um, I did uh, learn something though. The, the second definite, the exactness of which something is copied or reproduced, yeah. Um, Phil pointed out a, a lot of great things right there. Like we can usually go back and find exactly where something comes from and exactly how it's written. Uh, I have a bad habit of letting people spoon feed me information. And then when I go back and I find it, I go, Ooh, it's a little different than what, uh, just slightly different than what you said there, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, so, so being thorough and everything as well, I think is very important. That's all I have. Thank you so much, Will. Um, anybody else want to share about fidelity? I, I think that was a lot of information on that word that we don't always think about. So thank you. And um, then we move on to Duran with a little honesty. He's got a gem for us tonight. <laughs> I don't know if it's really that. It's just something that I've found. And, and it's pretty interesting because it says uh, honesty, speaking and acting truthfully is more than not lying, deceiving, stealing, or cheating. It entails showing respect towards others and having integrity and self-awareness. And I was reading that and I'm like, wow, that's deep. Like it, it takes it to a whole nother level. And it really does integrate it into this um, tradition because, okay, so we, we think about the transparency. We, I was talking last week or a couple of weeks ago about how it was an honor to like see the, um, the um the spad come you know before get the approval draft 
And that's like the transparency and honesty of the fellowship, like it's passed down from, from hand to hand, from hand to hand and, and it's transparent. And then we have to get, we're self-aware enough to know like that we need help sometimes and, and how are we going to get there? You know, and it's together, you know, the one addict, the, the flow of, of, of the spirit, one addict helping another. And that's how we, if we're honestly sharing with each other, then we're getting the true message and we're able to come together and do things correctly together. You know, like if there isn't one way to just do things, we all get an input, we all get a say, you know. Um, I just feel like that it's our responsibility to, to be honest in, in in any regards when it comes to Narcotics Anonymous, you know, and, and it helps us be honest out in the world as well. You know, um, this is where I learned how to how to do some of these things. You know, I, I didn't know about any of this stuff, you know, coming into the rooms. I mean, I might have heard them throughout my life, but like, when did I start instilling them? And that wasn't until I came into Narcotics Anonymous and actually got in the service and started doing things. And like another addict shared earlier, you know, I came in and I heard about area and I was like, wow. I'm going to do that because I'm trying to be, a, you know, I'm thinking, thinking with that big ego, like <laughs> I'm going to be a, a part of something bigger and like my name's going to be known. But like, honestly, it, it, it humbled me. And I was thinking about, you know, the humility piece with that and like how it humbled me and taught me how to work with well with others, you know, and, and <laughs> that's, that's what this is all about. You know, the honesty of like, okay, I can't handle this. I, we, we can't do this as a group. We need to have something else to help us put things in line. And then when it's over, it's over. You know, with that, I pass. Absolutely. I, I was going to jump in and say the same thing. Honesty of knowing when you did a good job and you don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Man, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else want to chime in about honesty? No, no. All right. Um, then we go to Will with some trust. Will, I'm an addict. Give me one second. A firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Acceptance of the truth of a statement without evidence or investigation. Um, I mean, we're called trusted servants, right? So I suppose trust falls into here. Um, you know, for the most part, I uh, I believe like my home group has some trust in me when they send me to area. I believe my area has trust in me when they send me to RCM. But I'm there's not a whole lot of just blind trust. Like I'm pretty transparent about everything I do. You know, I write out a very thorough report. Um, I ask questions before I go. Uh, when I know something's coming up, I do. Uh, hey, this is probably going to come up. Do you guys want to, you know, let me know how we want to talk about this, things like that. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I guess I'm struggling with this one because there's there's a lot of checks and balances or places to make sure that we're also serving in a correct manner, especially where I'm from. Um, a lot of Golden groups have a lot of questions for me all the time. Um, but trusting me to show up, trusting me to do the right thing, trusting me to stay here, uh, that's all very much part of it. And then entrusting in business is going the way it's supposed to. Like, I don't, I don't see much. Like, there's a big gap between region and world service. Like, in my eyes, like, I, I drive 40 miles to area, 
I drive 60 to region. And then uh, I don't know how far California is from Ohio, but it's a long ways away. Like there's a lot of space, it feels like. And it's both, uh, you know, metaphorically and for real space. Like I, I so there's, there's got to be a huge trust factor and that, you know, we've, we're putting the right people in place and then, and then we're getting the information we need to get and we know what's going on. Um, I, I would couple transparency with it uh, as, as much as possible, but at the same time too, it's, it's impossible to get anything done if you're explaining everything you're doing to everybody who asks. Um, so that trust factor does come into play, but that's, that, that's all I really have. I have a little bit to learn on this one. Thank you. Thank you so much, Will. Go ahead, Donna. Um, in my area, we uh, are doing consensus-based decision-making and have been doing that for a, a number of years now. And one of the things that um, we rely on is that the groups have trusted us to do business. And um, uh, uh, and so allow us to do business while we're at area service. I mean, there certainly are things that need to go back to the groups and be discussed. Um, at any time anybody brings it up, we're like, if somebody says this needs to go back to the groups, then it goes back to the groups. No, no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. If it becomes particularly controversial within the area, then it goes back to the groups, right? But um, part of what we believe by doing service in that way is that we have, um, a, a, you know, elected and appointed people to do a job and we need to allow them to do their job. And sometimes, and part of that is bringing it back to the, knowing when to bring it back to the groups. And some part of it is knowing when to just take care of business. You know, that's part of what you guys will learn when you go out to, and Des has been there before, when you go out to the conference, you know, um, and uh, that's what I think about trust between a committee you know, and, and the other piece is to let them do their job, right? Microman, there's nothing worse than being micromanaged when you're trying to do a job. You know, I just got done with a, a convention um, and uh, I was uh, a kind of, a, had a kind of a loose role and I could kind of go around like helping everybody doing different things. And, uh, you know, at some point, some people started pulling back from me. They're like, Donna, let me do my job. Just, you know, I'll come to, I'll come to the committee. I'll talk to you about what's going on, but let me do my job. And they were absolutely right. I needed to trust them to do what they had been elected to do and let them then do it. So thanks. Thank you so much for uh, talking about that stuff. And I, I wanted to chime in about trust about, um, for me, it's, it's been like, trust is so big and, and with service work it's so big because I didn't trust before so I never trusted before service work let's be honest and then I learned that that trust in service work means that when we have a meeting on a meeting list and you go there the meeting's there or you know when we commit to an H&I commitment and somebody is sitting in a prison cell and leaves their cell and they go to the meeting they're there or if somebody writes for a basic text it's mailed to them if, it, if that's the appropriate way to get literature so, um, so yeah, so that's trust for me. And I just, I just love that we're talking about these spiritual principles, because I think for years, um, this hasn't been a highlighted thing in my recovery. And, and I'm grateful that a lot of people are talking about them now. So, and, and the last piece about trust is like trusting the group conscience or the loving higher power that brings us all together with the same intention and, and the one that got me clean, the one that got you clean, you know, so, um, 
yeah. So that's what I wanted to share about trust. And I see Duran's hand up as well. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in real quick. I remember um, being GSR and like being an area and they want to like, you know, you do the the business or if, you're, if it's right now. And I'm like, um, I want to take everything back to the home group because I don't like... <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was always like so nervous. And then a very good friend of mine was like, you, you know, the spirit that flows in the home group, man, you're there every week, man, you know, the people that are there, everybody trusts you to do what the home group would like you to do. Not everything needs to come back to the home group. <laughs> you know what to do, take care of business. <laughs> and things got a lot easier. I'm thankful that that person told me that because it really eased like everything. And, and to hear that, the home group actually trusted me. Like they, they actually, that, that is why they voted me in because they trust me. They trust that, you know, I believe in the spirit of NA and, and that, that we're probably, we're, I'm proper, properly carrying the message and um, that, um, that I'm working the program and that, and that I'm dedicated to this. I'm not just saying, and also, you know, the thing with trust, especially in NA is like, especially when it comes to my service. Like if I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm there. Like that's that's the thing about it. And that's what I've seen about Narcotics Anonymous. If we say we're gonna be there, the, at least the people that I'm around, if we say we're gonna be there, we're there. Like you don't have to call us a million and one times, check it, hey bro, are you gonna be there? Hey, I told you that I'm gonna be there. Sometimes I might be dragging butt and I might be a couple of minutes behind schedule. But I mean, that that's because life happens sometimes, man. And sometimes I'm a slow person, whatever. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> but, you know, we learn to, to trust the process and, and have faith in, in our higher power, in the guiding higher power, like someone else was talking about, you know, and 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 just do our jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like we come in here and and we have to have faith and do our jobs every day, and and things come together. It's a beautiful process to be a part of. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Jaron. And um, hey, you were the first one here tonight. Just put that put that in your notebook. Good job. And uh, inadvertently, I completely went over awards we're going to go back to communication and diane has communication for us hey everybody i'm diane and i'm an addict uh so i didn't have to look up the definition uh to communication because you know my whole life is kind of my whole recovery is communication uh at the very basic it's communication with my sponsor with people in my home group but as far as this tradition is concerned, communication is the continuous flow of exchange of information, ideas, any changes. Uh, it's that whole transparency thing. You know, that's what I think about when I think about communication. Uh, you know, if we have service boards and committee committees that are directly responsible to those they serve, then the flow of information needs to continue. There was um, there was a convention many years ago. Uh, I'm talking 20 years ago, so that um, the hotel came and said, oh, we're going to be in the middle of some construction during your convention. Can we move you to another weekend? And we're about three months out from the convention. Uh, so the committee, without communicating to the to the area that they were responsible to, opted to move the convention across the state line 
to a casino hotel. Uh, and it was it was a big deal because nobody in drug court could attend, nobody on parole or probation. I mean, you just wiped out half of in and you know, <laughs> in any given city. Um, and it was a, it was a mess because nobody conveyed the information back to the area and back to the groups to see, hey, does anybody have a solution? Is this a problem? And it became a real convoluted mess. Uh, and if the communication lines had just been open, we could have problem solved and figured it out, right? Instead of just somebody, just some committee who's directly responsible to an area, not directing that information to area. I was reading in the It Works Out Why, and it says communication is a two-way street. Uh, so that means that both parties, the group and the committee, the area and the committee, the region, all, all of those have to keep the lines of communication. I, I'm the RD for my region. Uh, and sometimes I probably am one of those RDs that give a lot more information than, say, another RD. Like, there's been a couple of times my alternate I've asked him to give the report just so he gets some training and he gives like a half a page report when I would have given a three page report. Right. Because I'm I'm kind of overkill with the information, but I want I want the communication to be there because it's my job to carry that information back to my region and make sure that the correct information trickles down to the groups. Right. So it really is. I need to make sure all the information is there. Whether somebody newcomer from the group cares about on at the world level or not, they probably don't. But somebody with 20 years at a group level might. Um, so I think communication is just so vital uh, in all levels of service. But it says um, groups share information and guidance with the boards and committees serving them. Then these boards and committees report back to the groups to which they are responsible. Describing their operations, discussions, plans, responsible service boards and committees consult the groups in matters directly affecting them and seek direction from the groups in matters not already covered by an existing policy. By maintaining regular two-way communication between NA groups, the boards and committees serving them, we create an atmosphere of responsibility that serves our fellowship and its primary purpose well. So. You know, it's just about that communication, keeping it all that trend. I still say it's about transparency. If you have a treasurer who is part of a committee and they are not um, giving a financial report for that committee, then the communication is squashed because we've lost a piece of information. I always want to know what are you doing with Narcotics Anonymous money, right? What, what are you doing with our money? How prudent are you being with our money? What are you doing with your committee's time? Uh, you know, and how can we help? That kind of thing. So I think communication is so, I mean, it's just like being in a relationship. Communication is vital. Without communication, you don't have trust. Without honest communication, you don't have a relationship. So it goes the same way with Narcotics Anonymous and groups and service boards and committees. So uh, that's about it. Thanks. That was great. Thank you so much. That, that was so much information. It's really helpful to hear your experience, strength, and hope in there too. And uh, go ahead, Will. Uh, yeah, this is 
this is kind of near and dear to me, I guess. I didn't realize it until you started talking. But um, it's funny how all these things blend together. They all overlap and, and mingle. Because, like, one of my favorite definitions of humility is being able to see things for what they truly are. Um, so how am I going to communicate if I can't see what's really going on in front of me, especially um, coming into service? Anytime you've ever questioned me prior to being here, I get real defensive because usually I'm fucking something up and you're, you're catching on. Okay, so uh, to come into like a business meeting or a group conscience or whatever you want to call it and, and see people just outwardly asking these questions and people just answering them like it's normal was really weird. I'm like, bro, he's calling you out. He thinks you spent the money somewhere wrong. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He just wants to know where the money was spent, you know? Um, we just want to know what the future plans are. Um, and then, like, coming back from, like, bigger committee meetings to report back, like, a lot of times there's, there's the black and white that I put in a report. And then there's also the, hey, guys, this was a really heated discussion, okay? Like, letting the group know, like, this wasn't just a open and close. Like, this was a long discussion, there are some concerns. Here are the concerns. Um, and being able to, to just honestly uh, talk to people. Um, how do I want to put this? And no, I'm not picking a side necessarily. Just putting information out there. Like there's, there's two things happening right now, and they might both be right. We might just have to decide which one fits us best. Um, it's not us against them. It's not, you know, it is different for me. Um, and back to, like I said earlier, and, and not being spoon-fed information um, was a big, uh, it was a big hang-up for me at, at one point in, in my recovery, um, because I, I, I trust people inexplicably that are ahead of me. And one problem our literature even states in itself is the problem is, is it's open to interpretation. So I would take that interpretation, it is now law. <laughs> okay, and then when someone goes against it, I go, it's right here somewhere, and then I can't find it. And I go, shit, that was just someone's understanding of. And then I get mad at them and I go, you lied to me. And I didn't lie to you. It's right here. And I was like, that's not what that says. And then it's an argument. But like, so the communication pieces, um, I was I was told uh, um, about five years ago and it got to be the real, not dumb, real good learning opportunity. Let's say that to say, uh, if you hear something, find it and ask where they found it. They got it somewhere, you know. Um, communications, uh, not something I did well out there. I hid most of my thoughts and my, my, my actions from, from everybody around me. So to be somebody, how freeing is it to be able to just say shit out loud? Like to come in somewhere and go like, I don't like this and we can do what we're going to do, but uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and, and know that I'm not going to be persecuted for it, um, or, or thrown out or told to leave or asked anything like that. Like I said, um, we're staying together. So, uh, the communication uh, is one of the biggest things this program has given me to take home into my, my, like my family life and my things like that, uh, to help me out. That's all I have. Thanks. Thank you so much. Will. that was beautiful. I love, I loved it all. Hello, Phil. Ready wow. For you. Wow. That, that was all good. I want to thank everybody, uh, uh, for sharing. Cause, uh, there's so much, uh, good stuff on that, uh, communications. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just try to be, uh, be real quick. Um, um, it's, it's just so important to have uh, lines of communication. And then like, like Diane Ann was saying, it's, it's that information, uh, back and forth, you know, you know, and then I guess how it would tie to the, um, tradition, uh, uh, would, would be the, uh, so I'll say the home groups, the service boards, and, and then, 
back to the responsibility that they serve. Um, communication has to be listening too. You know, it's not what I'm reading and writing and, and whatever. I better be listening too, you know, for it to be effective for me. I, I need to have some kind of effective receiving and hopefully what I'm giving, I can be as, uh, as effective too. Um, and, and that gives it that um, meaningful substance. Um, communication is, is still, is messaging too, you know, and, and making and be responsible for our message, you know, and what, what we're doing, uh, um, you know, in, in, in um, uh, uh, the home groups or, or wherever in life. And that's all I got. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to add a little bit about communication that I, I was thinking as we were all talking. And um, I think one of the, the neater things that I've learned about communication and, and witnessed in Narcotics Anonymous since the pandemic is how much we have grown to be uh, uh, flexible and intuitive with our communication. Like we're all connected in a way that we weren't connected before. And some of us were, some people were connected this way, but there's a large majority of us that are connected, you know, worldwide and across barriers that we weren't doing before. And I'm really grateful for that. And, and I think in, in Narcotics Anonymous, the coolest thing for me has been that we're not afraid to try all kinds of communication. Like uh, a lot of times in service meetings, we'll be like, okay, we're going to make spaghetti and talk about the motions, or we're going to have a pizza party, or we're going to throw pies in each other's faces to raise money and talk about policy and do workshops. And, you know, sometimes in Wisconsin, um, and I'm sure in other, other areas, they do this too, but we'll name a workshop something to get people to come for an interest. And then it turns out to be something else. Like, like our big thing is how to build a helicopter. And then people are like, what the heck is that? And then they come and we talk about our guidelines or, you know, something that a, a service um, inventory, things that people don't, they wouldn't be drawn to that, but they would come out of curiosity. And I think sometimes that's like, you know, communication is cool that way because, you know, um, we're allowing people to be uh, creative in how they communicate. And I really love that. I love that about NA. So, um, all right. So, any other thoughts on communication? All right, without skipping a word this time, we're gonna to go to Phil with Harmony. Uh, wow, um, that's a uh, dynamite uh, spiritual principle, but you know, um, the dictionary talks about a harmony being being, being a musical agreement of sounds, uh, the combination of tones into chords and progression of chords. Um, but I think as far as uh, our tradition goes, how about uh, a pleasing arrangement of parts, a chord, I like this, internal calm. Okay. And as far as tradition goes, um, I think um, I think of the, um, the we and having harmony and and um me not trying to sing by myself now i'm solo if i got a couple of 
folks together. No, I, I got some kind of harmony, no matter how it sounds, good, bad, or indifferent. And it don't got to be all that organized. But anyway, it's just the things I guess we're doing to together, you know, and um, just being to, together. And, um, uh, I, you know, what some things I guess can be organized or have some kind of structure, but uh, it's just a cool thing um, to have uh, uh, harmony um, and doing things together and not even singing together. We can, we can say our um, prayers together, serenity prayer, thirst prayer, whatever prayers we say together, but we're doing things together. So that'll be that, um, those sounds uh, together. And you put some, we, I guess we do have sounds together because we say prayers and things together in our fellowship. And that's all I got. Oh man, I got goosebumps. This is so cool. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Go ahead, Duran. My mind went right where Phil ended. Like, you know, we open up our, our meetings with the serenity prayer, our third step prayer, however we see fit, you know, whatever the group conscious says. And we that do service, we all know sometimes it don't be in harmony, but it's awesome because we open it up with that with that prayer to get our high, our HPs in, in, involved. And and it's like sometimes we we don't start off in harmony, but eventually our HPs come together and allow something beautiful to be created. That's that's like that's the harmony we see in Narcotics Anonymous or that I've seen in Narcotics Anonymous. It's such a beautiful thing because like you could be at each other's throats a little bit. And then next thing you know, everybody's like, okay, let's take a second. <laughs> let's breathe. Let's, let's let cooler heads prevail and, and let's get to a, a reasonable solution for the group, for the group, for us as a unit, not us, not what you believe, not what I believe, what we believe. It, what are what are we trying to achieve here? And and that's what I've seen in Narcotics Anonymous. And that's what I think the harmony is. You know, we may have been been out of tune in, in the beginning of it, but because we open it up with that prayer, with that surrender piece, that surrender piece together and allowed the HP to come in, eventually the HP is gonna work everything out. And that again goes with the, the have faith and do your job thing. I mean, I'm just big on that. And you guys are probably gonna hear me say that forever, but I'm like really big on it because it 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 reads with everything in this program that I've learned in, in my life, you know, and, and this helped out. I just wanted to chime in on that, man. Thank you for sharing that, Phil. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing what you shared too. And uh, Donna, I see your hand, love. Yeah, I, I was thinking of harmony being that, about that primary purpose, right? Like having a singleness of purpose, having a, uh, a point of, a, of accountability about having, um, you know, just clarity. When you have clarity with what you're doing, it's like you can, it, it, even if you get off track, you can get back on track right? Um, how many of us, and if we haven't before now, you have my permission now, like when you're getting, having a lot of uh, stuff going on, or maybe there's gossiping or meanness, you know, just like saying like, you know, what spiritual principle are we working here, guys, right? What are we trying to do here? What, let's try to remember what the focus is, you know, and that bring us all back into alignment, because we can all agree 
that having the meeting be a safe place for a newcomer to come is important, right? And we can all agree that having the, the meeting list be accurate is important. So the newcomer can find the meeting so that I can find the meetings, right? I wanted to um, share something, something some, one of you said a little bit ago and it's in the living clean. I remember the first time I heard this, it just brought me to my knees. Service is not a position in a committee or a group. It is a posture in the heart. It's a way of life we can practice in all our affairs. That's on page 242 in Living Clean. And it is. I mean, once you learn to be of service in Narcotics Anonymous, don't you take that out with you into the world? Can't you like get yourself into a place of like, I'm here to be a service and get, you know, get the, the ego small again and to be part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you. Great reminder. All right, well. Yeah, just real quick, I was thinking to, uh, with the harmony piece, like we, we might bicker and we might go back and forth in here a little bit, but it's, it's like family. Like as soon as anything outside comes in to threaten what's happening here, like we band back together really quick. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it be a uh, fear of a relapse or somebody taking something outside, like it's, um, we call them black key tag problems around here. We like, we like to argue about the, the, the little things inside that. And I always say, man, what, what a blessing Narcotics Anonymous is. It's given me the ability to argue over what kind of coffee we're going to have at an event today. When I came here, I was trying to save my life and get a day clean. You know, that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for sharing. I, I'm just going to say one small thing about Harmony. And then I think we're out of time for the night. But I, I always think when I think of Harmony is I think of um, when that newcomer stands up in the meeting or when somebody walks in the meeting for the first time. In my experience, everybody stops what they're doing and gives notice to that newcomer. And I think a lot of that passion gets carried into service work when we're all trying to get that message to the newcomer together. And that's really cool. So, um, yeah, thanks for letting me be a part of this. And I'm not seeing any other thoughts. So I think we will wrap it up for the night. Thank you so much. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.